So today we're going to be talking about trust. Trust is the foundation of all great relationships, especially in marriage. I like what Stephen Covey said about trust. It's the glue of life. It's the most essential ingredient in effective communication. It's the foundational principle that holds all relationships together. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Spousing podcast. We're super grateful that you're taking the time to listen to the show today. If you're just starting to listen to our podcast, here's the deal. We genuinely believe that every marriage can go from ordinary to extraordinary. But guess what? It's not going to happen magically. You need to actively work on it and practice at it. That's why in each episode, we'll give you tools that you can use to make your relationship not just survive, but thrive. Hey, we hope you had a great couple of weeks since our last episode. We actually just got back from a great time away on vacation. We spent 11 days in Banner Elk, North Carolina, and it was a lot of fun and really a different type of vacation for us, right? Yeah. We normally go to some tropical island, sit and just veg and stare and read a lot. Because we know how to dress there too, because that's, that's right. it's where easy. we live, right? That's right. We've actually been on a health journey and we wanted to do a vacation that supported a new lifestyle. So we did vigorous hiking every day and I right. got back on my road bike with you, Mr. Mr. Duvall, and what a great time. And thank you for taking all the videos of me. (laughs) If you haven't seen videos, you actually wore a jersey that had my face all over it, which is kind of cool too. Yeah, and we had real love. It is real love. And were you embarrassed? No, I thought it was kind of cool. You may or may not be aware of this, but I'm actually an avid cyclist. And several years ago, I organized a major cycling event to raise money and awareness to fight human trafficking. And I'm starting my fundraising for our 2024 Hope Ride right now and would love to invite you to help me reach my fundraising goal of $5,000. As an organizer of the ride, I always try to set the tone for the team. And our goal is to raise actually $50,000 this year. So if you're interested in helping me in that cause, you can go to hoperideforfreedom.com backslash James Duvall and sponsor me. I can also put the link in the show notes, or you can DM me with the word bike, and I will send you a link to my funding page. Also go to that website, hoperideforfreedom.com to find out more about the ride and what we're doing. So I'd be grateful for any and all support. Yes. So I did get back on my bike and I did all of like 11 miles a couple of times, but you guys and ladies ride a hundred miles pretty much a day for three days in a row. That's right. All the way down the East coast of Florida. It's pretty cool. So you know what? I'm not going to be doing that, but I will be supporting you with making sure you guys have snacks and water. We need that. Yeah. Well, before we jump into today's topic, we want to take a moment to tell you about the marriage reboot. The marriage reboot is an exclusive one-on-one experience that will empower you to uncover your marriage purpose and actually start living into it by the choices you make daily. So during those two-day sessions, you will be challenged, invigorated, energized, and equipped with actionable goals and a clear vision. I love when we work with couples, James. You can see lights go off in their eyes of like, we can do this. That's right. Our process is designed to bring clarity and breakthroughs in every aspect of your marriage, from personal growth to your relationship with your spouse, family, career, faith, finances. We cover all, leaving no stone unturned. Together, we will craft plans for each aspect, creating a solid framework that will help you manage and continually renew your marriage in the future. Yeah, I love this process because when you say it leaves no stone unturned, it doesn't, but in a really productive, positive, forward motion 
kind of way. So during this private intensive two-day experience, you and your spouse will have our undivided attention as your dedicated marriage coach is helping you identify where you've been, define where you are now, and discover where you want to go together. We know this marriage reboot will make a huge difference in your marriage. You can find out more at arethespousing.com backslash marriage coaching. You can also DM us with the word reboot on Instagram at arethespousing. We'll send you a link to schedule a 30-minute call with Lisa and I to hear more about the reboot. So today we're going to be talking about trust. Trust is the foundation of all great relationships, especially in marriage. I like what Stephen Covey said about trust. It's the glue of life. It's the most essential ingredient in effective communication. It's the foundational principle that holds all relationships together. You know, trust doesn't happen overnight, and it's usually not the result of big moments of being trustworthy. Trust actually compounds over time and is created in small moments. Small moments compound compound and become the foundation of a trusting relationship. Yeah. The hard truth about trust is that it takes a fair amount of time to build it, but it can be broken in a moment. True story. This is why when it comes to cornerstone values in a thriving marriage, integrity has to be a priority. So the question is, are you an integrous person? Are you the same person? Do you behave the same? Do you do right things when no one is watching? You know, at least a question that we ask young couples Mm -hmm. who are planning on getting married is, does your potential spouse have the character to hold up when things get tough? Or will they fold up when when things go bad? Basically, can you trust this person you're going to commit your life to for the long haul? Those are big questions. Yeah. Over the next few minutes, we want to unpack what we are calling trust builders and trust busters. Building trust takes intentionality. Busting trust is often the result of lack of discipline, accidental actions, or a lack of integrity. The good news is is that even if trust has been broken or destroyed, there is hope for restoration. On the last episode, I loved our episode with Travis and Adele. They talked about their journey after trust had been shattered in their relationship due to infidelity and a lot of lying in and around that. That's true. So it is definitely possible to rebuild trust. And what we want to share with you today, we hope will help you. So not to be a downer, but let's start with some trust busters. I like starting with a trust buster because then we're going to give hope. Right. Right. So we'll give a trust buster and then the opposite trust builder. Yeah. Okay. So the first one we want to highlight is the lack of or poor communication skills. Poor communication is fertile ground for misunderstandings, assumptions, and mistrust. You know, without clear communication, spouses may make assumptions about each other's feelings, their thoughts, or their motives. And these assumptions can often be inaccurate, leading to misunderstandings that can escalate to a lack of trust. You know, if there is a consistent lack of communication, there is danger of emotional distance that can grow between partners. And when emotional needs aren't being shared or addressed, one or both spouses may feel uncared for or unimportant. Another potential consequence from the lack of or poor communication could be that it causes one spouse to perceive it as secrecy or hiding something, even if it was unintentional. This can lead to feelings of betrayal and suspicion. Yeah, those gaps are very important to fill. Yeah, That's right. This is why we spend so much of our time on this podcast giving tools around communication. It is the key to healthy and a thriving marriage. So if lack of or poor communication is a potential trust buster, good communication skills are a trust builder. We have shared quite a bit over the last three seasons on communication, like five gears, intent and impact. We just recently did a whole episode on how to avoid misunderstandings in your relationship. 
We'll make sure to put all of those links in the show notes so you can go back and give it a first listen or a refresh listen. Okay, so a second trust buster is broken promises. When you do not keep your word or you continually break promises, you erode trust in your relationship. And it's important to note that we're not just talking about the big promises that are broken, although that is a big deal. Yes, there are major promises or vows that you committed to with each other on your wedding day, and those are huge. But even the breaking of small promises have an impact on if your relationship is trustworthy. So for example, I promise I will not be late for blank, or I promise I will not miss blank, fill it in. I mean, we could go through tons of those examples, but not following through can erode trust, even on those simple things that you say, I promise I will show up for. Yeah. If this is an issue in your relationship of breaking promises, the opposite that's keeping them builds trust. So breaking promises, bust trust, keeping them builds trust. And you know, sometimes it can be easy to just throw out that phrase, mm-hmm. I promise, right? And then you can fill that in. I promise I'll be home by five. I promise I'll take care of the bills this week. So one of the tools that we found helpful in this in communication is a tool called process plan promise. And it's pretty simple how it works. Process means it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. No action is committed to or to be taken. So we may begin processing our next vacation, but we're not ready to book a flight or to book our next Airbnb. We're just processing it, right? Plan means that we've committed to an idea or action. We've committed to where we want to go on our next vacation. We've committed to where we want to stay, right? And so the thing about a plan is that there's always flexibility built into it. Yeah, we may change the date or the location. Our finances may change, whatever, before the vacation comes. But we have a plan to go to this place, but we have flexibility built in based on unforeseen circumstances. Promise takes it to a whole nother level. Promise is basically a plan with no ifs, buts about it, right? The plan is going to happen come hell or high water and our reputation, our integrity is based on it kind of thing. So when we're talking about an issue or something that needs to be done, my response to you should be, I plan on, so let's go back to being home for dinner. I can't say I promise to be home at dinner at five, but I can say I plan on being home at dinner by five. But if something unforeseen happens, that may say something different. When I say I promise I'm going to do this, and you're expecting that, and I something comes up and I break that, mm-hmm. my reputation, my character is based on my word and my promise, right? Right. And this is really important when it comes to, especially if you have kids, like you have to be really careful when you use the word promise with your kids. It would be healthier to state our plans. We're planning on going to Disney World, right? Mm -hmm. I plan on taking you to Disney World. Then for some reason that doesn't happen, you can point to circumstance that altered the plan. Right. So it's really important to understand that word promise and to be a promise keeper when you say I promise them that you actually do it, right? Right. I love that language because it helps frame. It is literally a tool because I can say, James, are you like, where are we in this decision we're making? Is this, were we just processing this? And you're like, yes. But if I actually believe that our processing is a promise, Mm -hmm. And then you break it with this language. It helps us not break things that actually aren't promises. And so it helps build trust because I think actually people accidentally, they're not using this language and there maybe isn't a habitual break in Mm -hmm. promises. Maybe it's just clearly back to a communication issue, which I would love to say when you say, I plan on being home at five Mm -hmm. and you actually know, in fact, you're not going to be right now we're back to communication, which is 
you throw a, a quick text, hey. Had a quick meeting, had to do, I'm going to be running 15 minutes late. That's right. And so, um, but a promise of like, we have people coming over, mm-hmm. we have this big dinner planned. And so there needs to be a promise that you're going to show up on time. Mm-hmm. Then that that is a little bit different. That's so right. I hope this language is helpful for everyone. It's certainly helpful for us because yeah, it eliminates so. a lot of confusion. Yeah. So another trust buster that actually goes along with breaking promise is, is the lack of consistency in words and actions. If somebody is con- inconsistent in keeping their word, that's going to cause issues, right? Mm-hmm. You can also see a lack of consistency play out in emotions Mm. uh, when a person vacillates between being super hot or super cold. You know, they have extreme highs or extreme lows. Mm. Uh, In episode 23, we actually introduced another tool called the Support Challenge Matrix, where we talked about how to liberate your spouse. And we actually talked about two polar opposites of temperaments of how people interact with others. And one is uh, dominant personality that basically is a lot of challenge, a lot of directness, a lot of can sometimes feel a little bit hard, but doesn't tend to bring a lot of support or care or like, what can I do to help yeah, you? love, right? And the opposite as a protector who brings a lot of care, you're awesome, you're so good, but doesn't do a good job of challenging. Well, sometimes that can be confusing for people because when a dominator flips or they're inconsistent in their style of leadership or style of communication, and they flip and all of a sudden pour on all the support Mm. and all the care, and it can actually cause the spouse to feel like, man, I don't know if I can trust you know, that you actually believe that because the majority of the time you're a, a dominator, right? right? Yeah. And the same same way with a protector. If a protector becomes very direct, you feel a little bit maybe manipulated and it kind of pulls that trust lever down a little bit because so it's it's great whatever that is to be consistent in your personality and the way you lean into each other. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting, as you say this, I've had two conversations with couples this week. Mm-hmm. One conversation, one couple, I had it with the um, female, the wife in the relationship, and the other unrelated with the male, which mm-hmm. I think is so great that I have young men calling me in marriage going, right. hey, how do I navigate with my wife? Right. He was saying, I don't know what to do when you talk about emotions and not regulating and not consistent emotions, is he's walking on eggshells with her. Yeah. He he's afraid to bring up things and so he can't trust he can have conversations with right. her. And it's he's like, How do I navigate this? And then on the other hand, the other couple, the husband in the relationship is quite moody. Yeah. And she doesn't she can't trust what she's coming home to, she just can't trust if like, how is the evening going to be? Is he going to be in a bad mood or a good mood? Right. And this does, the lack of consistency Consistency, and regulating your emotions is so incredibly important. So the trust builder here is living consistent in action and word and not being so sporadic. If inconsistency erodes trust, I like the idea that consistency, even with our emotions, builds trust. Right. You know, in our relationship, you're very consistent in your moods. You don't go really highs or lows. Right. On the other hand, I, I do, and I've tried to regulate some of this because I want to build trust in our relationship. So this not only goes for women, like I mentioned, it goes for men also, but it allows you to know when you come home, even if I am in a bad mood, I may let you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to regulate that so that you're not walking on eggshells. So any emotion, whether it's anger Sadness, depression, moodiness. If it's not regulated, it has the potential of eroding trust. So if we're going to be trust builders, we're not afraid or we're not too proud 
to get the help that we need because sometimes we can't just regulate it ourselves. Good coaching can happen and how to actually manage it, but sometimes you need different kind of support to be able to regulate those. So as a mental health coach, I often help others identify and seek professional help they need to regulate emotions. Often I start with like, have you had a good checkup lately with Mm -hmm. your doctor? Have they done a blood panel on you to know if you are low in vitamin D? I had that situation. I was low in vitamin D, a lot of lose lo and behold prescription met on vitamin D and I became a happier right. person. So it's That's like, true. it can be as simple as that. And, or as a mental health coach, I may go, maybe you should see someone to talk about those things in your life so that you can be and walk forward in strength and more consistency around your emotions. Really try to help people find what is a great counselor for you? What is it that you need to find? But it takes a lot of courage to do that, mm-hmm. but it invests in your future relationship with your spouse. So it's good. All right, let's move on to another trust buster. And this one is a big one, right? Dishonesty. This seems like the most obvious trust buster, but I believe this can be so nuanced and justified as we can just reason away. So like small dishonesties in finances, like hiding purchases or money in, from your spouse. I I haven't done this, but I have actually known women mm-hmm. who would hide a, a purchase of an outfit right. and save it for so. And then when the husband actually says, is that new? They're like, no, I've had it for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, technically you have had it for a while, right. but it is new. It's dishonest, right? It's dishonest. Or dishonesty can happen in expressing feelings. Maybe it's not an out and out lie, but it is not a full disclosure of truth. So a lack of transparency or spinning a situation to look more favorable on your part. But this is the truth. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 37, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Right. It's all about honesty. And the trust builder here is obviously being men and women who are completely honest with one another. And this does require the creation of really an environment of safety where feelings are welcome and there's actually space and time to process those feelings. It also requires an agreement to full disclosure. Whereas the old saying goes, Honesty is the best policy, and honesty should be celebrated, right? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a lesson I learned as a kid. I don't know if it was from my dad or my mom, but I remember them saying that lies beget more lies. And once you start lying, you have to keep lying more and more to hide the lies you've already told. Right. And that really erodes trust. So simply being honest is going to help build trust in your marriage relationship. Right. And I love what you said, James, about honesty is the best policy and we should celebrate it. Right. Is Literally, we should figure out as a married couple, as married people, how do we celebrate when our spouse is dishonest and they admit to it and we actually have a conversation to build mm-hmm. on that and because we want to create environments where we can admit that we didn't tell the full truth. Right. Okay, let's look at two more trust busters and trust builders. Disrespect and respect. Disrespectful behavior such as name calling or belittling can really damage trust and respect in your relationship. Another disrespectful behavior is talking badly about your spouse to other people or even worse yet to your kids. Mm. This is something that we actually haven't experienced in 30 years of marriage. God has graced us with this. I don't know how, but I'm grateful for it. And it has built tremendous trust between us. But we have been shocked Mm -hmm. about the name calling in the moment and behind the back that spouses can do. And this is such a breach 
of trust. Yeah, absolutely. You know, honor and respect doesn't just happen when your spouse is physically in your presence. Mm-hmm. You actually build trust with your spouse in the way that you steward their reputation when they're not with you. That's loyalty and that's, that's building trust. Mm-hmm. That does not mean covering up bad behavior or damaging behavior, but it does mean providing a covering for your spouse, right? Right. I love this illustration we heard years ago, which would help unpack this idea of not covering up, but covering. A female volleyball player drops during the game in front of the whole crowd to the ground and has a seizure. Mm -hmm. And in that moment of thrashing around, her top comes up and she's exposed. Right. A team member goes over and covers her. Right. So that she's not exposed. And this really illustrates that they didn't cover up what was happening. It was apparent what's happening, but we're going to cover her so she's not more exposed than what she already Mm, is. And so that's what we have the opportunity to do with our spouse. We could say, this is challenging. We're working ourselves through it, but I'm not going to go further in my dialogue about you, about that, or you about me, because we want to cover one another. And that builds trust with each other in our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I love the challenge in Romans twelve ten that we're to outdo one another in showing honor. And when we make this the standard of the competition, now we shouldn't be competing in our marriage. But so we don't have to compete in games like Jen Rummy and No, Spades even though I and, beat you on vacation. That's, that's, right, yeah. that's right. But we should compete in this. We should outdo one another in showing honor in our marriage relationship. And it's going to build a strong trust and commitment with one another. Yeah. Okay. So the ultimate trust buster in my mind and probably everyone else's is when one spouse or the other breaks the sacred intimacy of marriage. Whether this is emotional or physical, any kind of infidelity can destroy the foundation of trust in a marriage. It's the Mac Daddy trust buster in marriage and is so difficult and can be difficult to recover from. However, there is hope when vows have been broken. Again, we would love to encourage you to go back and listen to the last episode with Travis and Adele Graham. You can find hope in their story. Absolutely. That's true. Um, really didn't cover up anything. Right. But did a covering, but did some great work, and they're do, they're so strong. We have friends Brad and Lisa Valencia who have a podcast called Unrelenting Pursuit. They've also dealt with infidelity in their marriage and found healing and rebuilt trust, and now are helping others walk through that same journey. So there really is hope. If God can help our friends and so many others, we know he can help you and your spouse if this is a part of your story. That's right. You know, there are a few things that we've done personally in our marriage as prevention that I think have helped us avoid the trap of infidelity. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put these as the trust builders in this bucket, right? Uh, We have one password for each of our phones. So it's the same one. That's right. So Lisa, anytime you can go unlock my phone and go to any of my apps, social profiles, my web searching, and uh, I can actually do the same for your phone. And we have full transparency of what we're looking at, who we're communicating with, and what that looks like, right? We also uh, have the passwords for each other's laptops. So again, we can go anytime we want to. Not that we have any reason to, but it gives transparency mm-hmm. and openness in things that we're looking at and pursuing. So another thing that we do is we do not have close friendships with people of the opposite sex without that relationship being connected to one of us. Yes. So I'm not going to have a friendship with a female unless she's also friends with you, right? The truth of the matter is I will not go to lunch with another woman by myself. 
You won't get to lunch with another guy by yourself. I won't, I won't even ride in the car with another woman alone. And some people may think that's prudish that I won't, you know, do those things, uh, even to the point of not texting another woman outside of a work related text to my peers without adding you to the text message. And again, Sounds prudish, but it's all worth it to protect our marriage and not allow any hint of distrust to fester between us, right? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I have two thoughts about everything you just said, Mm -hmm. which was so good. Is number one, when you talk about us being able to access each other's phones and computers with web browser, is that if we go back to one of the trust busters of dishonesty, Mm -hmm. if you delete history and tried to hide, even if I don't know, or vice versa. That's dishonesty. It's dishonesty, and we're we are trust busting because right. it will eventually catch up with us. Right. Yeah. And the second thing is on Instagram. If I get on your Instagram and I see what your feed is like, you know, I actually have because I learned this from another couple that the wife got on and the feed was like not good. Right. So I got on yours and guess what I saw? Ohio State football and cycling. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I know what he's thinking about. And you know what? The only sad thing is if you get on mine and you see mine, it's going to be a lot of Amazon and outfits and makeup things, That's which true. actually does cost money, but cycling costs money too. So anyway, anyway, okay. Bottom line, typically people don't wake up one day make the decision, I want to have an affair and I want to destroy my marriage. It's, true. it's like what Jim Rohn says, our our great mentor who's right. deceased. It is small errors in judgment over time that lead to accumulated disaster. Mm-hmm. So those disciplines that you have laid out, James, are small, smart choices consistently over time that will help lead to success in our marriage relationship. That's true. That's good. Yep. So to wrap this up, let me go back to where we started. Trust doesn't happen overnight. It's not the result of big moments of being trustworthy, all those are very important, but trust compounds over time and is created in small moments. Small moments compound and become the foundation of a trusting relationship. Trust is built over time and requires effort from both of us, both partners. By avoiding trust busters and practicing trust builders, we all can create a strong foundation of trust and respect in our marriage. That's so good. You know, you may be listening today and you and your spouse don't have a high level of trust with one another. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay there, right? Right. You can begin building a new foundation of trust. And I'm reminded of the old proverb, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. The second best time is today. So we want to encourage you, if you're in a place that maybe trust has been broken or it's it's not strong, start today. What trust builders can you personally begin implementing into your relationship? Maybe you need to get some outside counsel or coaching to help you get a roadmap to rebuilding trust in your marriage. And there are incredible resources and people out there that can help you do that. We've mentioned a few of those with mm-hmm. Travis and Adele and Brad and Lisa, and there's other resources. We can actually help you by doing a marriage reboot with right. you. That would be a great way to kickstart some new momentum and trust mm-hmm. in your relationship. But start planting the tree of trust by taking some action this week. I heard it said one time, the quickest way to build momentum is to start. And if you want to build momentum to trust, you have to start doing something today that would build towards that. I love that. We would love to hear your thoughts and answer any questions you have about what we shared today in this episode. You can email us at hello at artespousing.com or you can direct message us on Instagram at artespousing. 
That's right. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please let your friends know by sharing it with them. On our next episode, super excited about this, we have an amazing young couple on with us, our friends Cole and Krista Robinson. We'll be talking about their marriage on mission, and they have an incredible story of foster care and adoption, and you're not going to want to miss it. You're going to love it. They are very inspiring. So we hope you will join us for that. Have a great week, and we will see you next time on the Art Espousing Podcast. Until then, bye-bye.